Good morning, my confident queens. It's your confidence cheerleader, Kiri, coming at you with another incredible interview from our badass mompreneurs, ready to give their best tips, tricks, and stories to finding and creating the most confident you. Let's get into it. Well, thank you guys all for being here. The energy that you guys have brought in has been wonderful, and I love listening to the other people. And I think it's kind of funny how all of our messages just like tie into each other so well. So it definitely like goes to show you that we all had like something on our hearts and minds that was built for this group and this group specifically. So it's pretty cool. Um, so we have all heard the story of the princess that's stuck in the tower, just hanging out waiting for the guy to ride in on his white horse and save her, right? Waiting for her happily ever after. How many of us have lived our lives just waiting for somebody to come and scoop us up and take us into happily ever after, acting like some side character in our own stories? But what if one day the princess actually decided to get out of that tower and go do something for herself? What if she finally figured out that the magic and the happily ever after that she was looking for was already inside of her. What a wonderful, different, beautiful story that would be. So my name is Kiri, as you guys all know. I lost my magic. <laughs> she talks about losing your magic. I lost my magic going through the teenagers. You know, teenagers are always hard for all of us. But, you know, 13, 14, 15 hit. Um, went through some really hard times as a teenager, struggled with depression, struggled with anxiety, all of those things. I was sexually assaulted at 16. I was married at 18, <laughs> had my first baby at 22, and at 23 I had my first miscarriage. Nearly died during having my one baby too. So there was a lot going on through that period and I just lost myself. I had no idea who I was anymore. I was stuck in the roles that I was living in, whether that was a mom, a wife, the roles of my jobs, whatever it was, I just lost myself to those. So I decided to uproot myself and just leave basically everything. I left my job, we moved to a completely different town, I restarted everything. I ended up leaving this job that I had felt like I had worked so hard to get there, um, but I wasn't happy where I was at. So I went back to school as a young mother, <laughs> which was really, really hard. And uh, during that time, I ended up finding myself again and realizing my own worth and my own value and my own powder, power, which was completely life-changing. All of a sudden, I was doing all these things that I had dreamed about for so long, but never told anybody. So I was going through school, and I ended up starting my own nonprofit while I was going through school. And people told me I was crazy. <laughs> They're like, you have a young baby, you're working two jobs, you're going to school. Why are you starting a nonprofit? I'm like, because this is what I feel called to do in this very moment. And I think it's so powerful. We talked about listening to your own intuitions and finding your own values and your own gifts that you bring. And I had finally found that in myself. So I used it. And so 
Um, since that time, I started my nonprofit while I was going to school to help other mothers who are going to school. And uh, in the two years since I started it, we've given out $25,000 in scholarships and impacted so many people. And I learned that within myself, being able to serve people is one of my greatest gifts and one of the things that brings me the greatest joy. So it was really important for me to find that, not only for myself, but for everyone I was able to serve too. <sighs> so today, I work full-time in finance. I run my nonprofit. I coach. I speak. I model. I do all these things. And I always laugh when people ask me what I do, <laughs> which some of you have already gotten. Because I'm like, I'm so multi-passionate. I'm just me. That's all I am. I'm not any of those roles. I'm just me. I'm Kiri. I'm the confident mompreneur. <laughs> so I found myself and I opened myself up to the possibilities of all there was for me in this life. It wasn't an easy path though. <laughs> I could tell you that much. There was a lot of hardship, a lot of unpacking trauma, letting go of things in my life that I thought I needed at one point. I had to work through some serious insecurities and stop listening to all those who told me that I wasn't enough or told me that I was too much. <laughs> I had to learn to be happy with myself. So there's been so much work put in over the last couple of years to get me to where I am, but I'm still ongoing. <laughs> I mean, that's why I'm here, right? To learn from all of you wonderful people. But the one thing that I found that impacted me more than anything in my growth and in my entrepreneurship journey, my journey as a mother, as a spouse, all of these things, was finding confidence in myself. <laughs> that was the magic piece that I was missing that entire time when I lost myself. Just knowing who I am, loving who I am, and trusting myself. That was what was missing. So the biggest and most important step to understand what confidence is and how we can intentionally create it. So confidence shows up both internally and externally. And when I say confidence, most of us automatically go to the outside of things, the way you dress, the way you speak, the way you handle yourself. But more internal confidence comes with knowing who you are, loving who you are, having positive self-talk, and creating and setting boundaries, and setting goals, and following through with them, too. Those are all big pieces of it. There are really two, two big pieces of confidence building. So the first one is knowing who you are, loving who you are in that moment, and knowing that you're enough just as you are. But then the second piece is also knowing there's always more growth to be had. And so sometimes people mistake confidence for arrogance. And I will say the arrogant ones are the ones who forget that second piece, that forget that there's always more growth to be had, more learning to be had. They think they know it all versus a humbly confident person, which knows that they're enough as they are, 
but that they can always be a little bit better too. So the three pieces of confidence that we should work on every single day are self-compassion, self-understanding, and our own personal growth. So every day we need to set an intentional practice to help us grow each of those pieces of things. Um, in my daily practice, I include gratefulness, affirmations, positive mindset mantra, goal setting, reading, exercise. I tend to do all of these things in the morning, but they can be done at any point in your day. Some of us are more night owls, so if night works for you, that's great. If you noticed me this morning, I was up and at them because I'm definitely a morning person. Um, so what I've given you guys all on the back side of this page is my morning confidence journal. So this is um, something I developed for myself after years of testing different things that worked for me. And this is typically what I do in the, the mornings that works best for me. Obviously, what works best for you guys is going to be totally different. You can adjust it, change it, whatever. But I think this is a good starting point to jump off at if you don't have an intentional practice already. So I just kind of want to give you guys all the opportunity to take a couple minutes and walk through some of the pieces of this. So we're going to start with doing just this intentional thoughts mantra. So we're going to address maybe a negative or a hard feeling that we're having today. Some of the things that we want to be able to get out of our day and some of our beliefs that we have in ourselves. I also want you to list one thing that you truly love about yourself today and list your top three priorities for today. So if you guys each want to just take a couple minutes and go through that. So as you guys are kind of finishing that up, what was the easiest part of that for you and maybe what was the hardest part? Does anybody want to share? Yeah. Yeah, I feel like sometimes, especially in a space like this, like we're so positive and filled that it can kind of be hard to like reach into some of those negative. But I have really hard days and like just like acknowledging the negative feelings or thoughts that I'm having or my limiting beliefs that I'm having that day really like opens me up like, okay, yes, I'm feeling this way, but like what can I do intentionally to change that, you know? Anybody else? I, I always struggled with like finding the one thing that I love about myself today. And you wouldn't think that just finding one thing, one single thing about yourself that you love that day would be hard, but sometimes it really is. Um, but I love that that's a way that you can kind of just get yourself started towards you know self-love and confidence. The point of something like this is really just to build 
the habit of consistently and constantly building and maintaining your confidence. Because confidence is a skill. Some people are more naturally confident than others, but it's still something that you have to work on every single day in order to build it. It doesn't just magically show up one day. Just like um, <laughs> we were talking about earlier, that, that gift of patience doesn't just magically flow onto you. Neither does the gift of confidence. It's something you really, really have to work on. And our brains are built to latch on to the things that we think about. It's just how they go. So we have to take our brains and slowly but surely move them into more confident and empowered thinking and away from the negative thinking. And it can be really hard sometimes, especially in today's day and age when we have all of this negativity surrounding us on media, you know, social media, from the people that we surround ourselves with. So we have to put in constant effort to bring ourselves from that mindset of limit to one of abundance. One of my most favorite recently discovered tools, um, Mel Robbins was talking about this the other day, was that she does a high five with herself in the mirror every single morning. And it's like silly, it's kind of goofy, right? Thinking of high-fiving yourself in the mirror. But she talked about how our minds latch onto that. So what are we saying to somebody when we give them a high-five? Good job. Like, that was great, good job, um, way to go, I'm proud of you, like whatever it is. So there's already the mental connections there of what a high five means. So if you're doing it to yourself in your mirror, your mirror, you're immediately saying those things to yourself without even having to speak the words. So it's super cool that our mind just like connects those two things and then it's really hard to do that and then immediately think negatively about yourself when you see yourself in the mirror. You can't give yourself a high five and be like, oh man, I'm looking rough today, you know? So there's that positive like recurrence in our minds that goes along with that. So that's just something cool that I've been picking up lately. So you're telling yourself that that one simple act that we can no longer criticize the person in the mirror because it would be like high-fiving someone while also saying you suck. <laughs> As one of my favorite quotes from Louise Hay says, you have been criticizing yourself for years and it hasn't worked. Try proving of yourself and see what happens. So the second piece of building confidence is learning how to tune into yourself, which is great because we talked about this a little bit earlier. We've all had so many voices around us since childhood telling us what to be, who to be, how to be, whatever it is. It can be from your parents, from your coaches, your teachers, your uh, mentors, your religion, your whatever it is. We've been told how to do things for so long. When was the last time that you can genuinely say that you looked into yourself and only yourself and asked yourself what you need? Many of us can't even pinpoint a time that we did that. But how can we truly begin to love ourselves if we don't first trust ourselves and know ourselves? So I like to call this the unmasking. Other people call it finding your inner child, um, tapping into your inner voice, whatever, but it's all the same. It's that moment when we release all of these ideas of who we're supposed to be 
and start listening to who we are instead. And we start trusting the most important person, which is ourselves. So let's be honest, in trying to please everyone, we're never gonna truly please anyone. You're not gonna please yourself. You're not gonna please your spouse. You're not gonna please whoever it is. Because everybody has a different idea of who you are, who you should be. So you can't please everyone. Might as well make it yourself that you're pleasing. So we can really truly do this through creating moments of intentional stillness. This can be things like meditation. Um, for most of us, because we're busy moms, it can show up in a drive from daycare or school to work. Just that quiet moment in the car can show up as a warm shower. It doesn't have to be this specific thing, but more just like an intentional few minutes where you can just sit within yourself. You're not thinking about your to-do list. You're not thinking about what your kids need, what your spouse needs, whatever it is. You're just thinking about, okay, what do I need today? What is my body and my mind telling me that I need to be doing for myself? We really just want to release all of our thoughts and let our mind wander because when our mind wanders, it tells us what we need to hear. So most of us have some sort of a driving force in what we're doing, whether that's like financial stability, impact that we want to have, freedom that we want to have, whatever it is. There's some intention behind what we're doing and there's some thing that's calling to us. She talked about it earlier in her, her thing. We just have some callings that come to us. Like, this doesn't make sense. Why would I do this? This doesn't seem right for me. But it keeps recurring in your mind over and over and over again. And it's you trying to tell yourself what you're supposed to be doing. But we let all of these other voices get in the way and tell us why we shouldn't be doing that. Why we can't be doing it. That we're not good enough right? We also have all of these beliefs and values that we have. Um, some of my values include ambition, bravery, community, confidence, obviously, connection, hard work, and most of all, love and respect for everyone. Some of my beliefs include that family is who you make it. The only non-renewable resource that we have is time that we are more powerful than we think. So by understanding my own values and beliefs and giving myself some intentionality in those times in my mornings through my practice, I'm able to figure out what my purpose is. And my purpose is not driven by anyone but myself. It's not driven by the career I want to have or anything like that. That's why I always laugh when people ask me, my job is because I have lots of jobs but they all circle back to that one sole purpose that I have found within myself and my soul which is to inspire and empower other women to have confidence in themselves and live the lives that they love so by giving myself that time and understanding my purpose I open myself up to all the possibilities that come with that that purpose doesn't tie me into one thing, into being one, one being or having one job. 
it opens me up to all of the things that I want to do, which is great, because I'm a very multi-passionate person. Um, it also allowed me to kind of see into myself a little bit and understand my own strengths and weaknesses. I, my strengths is not keeping a clean house or cooking every night. Honestly, my husband does 90% of that and it's wonderful. Uh, my strengths are not accounting. So for my business, I do not do the accounting. I let somebody else come in and do that. By understanding those strengths and weaknesses, um, like some of the ladies talked about last night, we can find and surround ourselves with the people who will support our strengths and supplement for our weaknesses too. So learning to tune into yourself is one of the most powerful parts of building confidence because once we know ourselves, then we can truly begin to build that within ourselves. So the next piece is developing an attitude of gratitude. And some of you guys may have already done this when we did it earlier, but, um, excuse me, there is also a gratefulness practice right here that you guys can fill in too. And I want this to be things that aren't huge, but just like the tiny little pieces of each day that are really important to you. Whether it was a quiet morning out on the porch watching the rain come down, or a really great conversation that you had with another one of the ladies, or a hug from your kid, whatever it is, but just find those tiny little pieces in each day that you can be grateful for. Because there are real mental and physical changes that happen when we start implementing gratefulness into our lives. There are scientific studies suggesting that gratitude can improve your sleep, enhance your romantic relationships, protect you from illness, motivate you to exercise, boost your happiness, among many other things. It's also shown to give you an instant dopamine boost, which helps get your day off on the right foot. So when we intentionally begin to notice the ways that the world is good to us and other people are good to us around us, we find the goodness in ourselves during that too. And we find the beauty in each little piece of things. And we remember that despite all the hardships that we're going through in that very moment, there's always something beautiful and always something to be grateful for. It also helps us to find and break through that cognitive dissonance that we can sometimes feel about feeling like we're not where we should be yet because we see the good in where we're at and where we're going. So the fourth piece is to learn to be okay with being selfish. Selfish has always had such a negative connotation to it. And if somebody comes up to you and says, man, you're being selfish right now, that's immediately taken as a negative thing. So I'm trying to take that word back and make it an empowering thing. So here I am giving you all permission to be selfish. Start investing in yourself with time, with money, with energy, whatever it is. Because we need to come first. We cannot take care of everybody else in our lives if we don't take care of ourselves first. We've all heard that 
like adage that if you're on an airplane and it's going down, you put your mask on first before you put on the mask of your children or anybody around you. Because we can't take care of everybody else if we're passed out on the floor, <laughs> right? Which I feel like as moms, sometimes we drive ourselves into the ground, right? Or as partners or whatever it is. And then we can't serve anyone around us because we're so stuck ourselves. So I want you guys to start setting boundaries, cutting toxic people out, and putting your own needs first. Start setting your non-negotiables, what you will do, what you won't do, what you want to feel, and what you want to bring to life itself. For me, I was always told that I was selfish because I was going back to school instead of taking care of my son or that I put him in daycare and decided to work full time, or because um, I cut out family, I was you know, selfish. All of these things, I've been told I was selfish over and over and over again. One day I decided that that's okay. I was okay with being selfish to them because for me it wasn't selfish, it was necessary. For my mental health, for my physical health, I was doing all of these things to make sure that I could be me and be the best me possible instead of trying to be the person everybody else thought I should be and wanted me to be. In choosing myself, I found confidence in myself and my own decisions and in the direction that I was taking my life. There's this great adage or story where you know, you're getting ready to pass away and you pass away and go up to heaven. And up in heaven, there's not only God, but there's the best version of yourself there too. And you look at that person. Would you say that you would be the same as that person? You would be the very best version of yourself and you would be a mirror image? Or would you be less than that person because you held yourself back for fear of you know, what others would think or what they wanted you to be. So just think about that. If you got up there, would you be a mirror image of that person? The last piece is be willing to suck. Be okay with failure. We're all humans, and at one point or another, we're all going to fail. It's just a piece of the game. I can't even tell you how many businesses I started <laughs> before I finally found success in one. <laughs> I mean, at least five. But with each of those failures, I learned things that then I brought into my new businesses I started that helped me be successful. There were skills and lessons in each one of those failures. And I used to really, really be afraid of failure. I would start businesses, but like not tell anybody just in case it failed. Because, <laughs> but also like how is a business supposed to thrive if you don't tell anybody about it either? So I was just setting myself up for failure by doing that. So I learned that I needed to be willing to suck and be willing to fail in order to grow. And so what I ended up doing is learning how to ditch my comfort zone. So I, 
I always do words of the year every year as one of my goals. And so this year my word was challenge. And it's like challenge myself, challenge my thinking, challenge myself in my businesses, just challenge myself. And so one thing that I've been doing is challenging myself to step outside of my comfort zone and do something completely new every single month. So just in the last couple months, I um, learned how to stand up paddleboard, which I learned is super fun and will definitely be doing more of. I also learned how to mountain bike. So now me and my husband and my son can all go mountain biking together and it's super fun. Um, I also hiked to the peak of a 13,000 foot um, mountain, which was very cool. Um, something that I probably wouldn't have done if you had asked me to two years ago. I also started doing public speaking events, which my husband always laughs because he's like, if you had told me just like three years ago that you would be doing these kind of events, I probably would have laughed at you because you were not that person. But like I slowly and just like little bits at a time started doing little things to help me get there. So I would do like a radio interview here or there, or I would do a video interview here or there. And then I was speaking at big universities. <laughs> and it just kind of grew from there because every little step I took, I built some confidence with it. And it was hard, it was uncomfortable, but now I'm so much more comfortable in doing those things. And now I'm stepping out of my box in other areas of my life. So that's something I want to challenge you guys all to do is to step outside of your comfort zones. And I, I want you to really think about it and do something new for yourself every single month that's challenging, that's hard, that you wouldn't think that you could do. Because honestly, we're all more powerful than we really think. And it's a great opportunity because it lets you know some things you're really good at that maybe you would have never thought that you would be good at and I learned, and sometimes you suck at it. And that's okay too. <laughs> Again, it's learning how to suck. But in that sucking, I learned to instead of now thinking, what if I fail? I now think, what if I fly? Confidence truly comes when you let go of the picture in your head of what life should be and instead start living your life the way that you want it to be. It all comes from you. You get to decide what happens. And nobody else is going to see your value if you can't first find that value in yourself. Focus on yourself and create the life of your dreams. Find what's calling to you. Find what you're aligned with. That means going after money, awards, accolades. That's great. If it means being more intentional at home, being a stay-at-home mother, building the home of your dreams, whatever it is, go for it. Because confidence is knowing about you and what's going to be right for you and what you really want from this life and making it happen because you are worthy of everything that you want from this life right now as you are you need to celebrate yourself know yourself build yourself it's time to find your magic start living life on your own terms 
at your own pace, in your own way, and from your own values. Because, babe, the magic is already in you. Thank you, guys. Wow, wasn't that a great conversation? I want to thank our guests so much for being here. If you guys found value in this conversation, please like, share, and make sure to follow our guest and me on Instagram and at our websites. And if you are interested in confidence coaching with me and doing some one-on-one, you can go reach out to me on The Confident Mompreneur on Instagram or at theconfidentmompreneur.com. Thank you so much for being here. See you next time.